It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode two of season two of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. What a week. That shit going down in the nation's capital. Wow. But hopefully you're tuning in to this podcast for the same reason that I'm making it. To reach back to a simpler time and enjoy some good, funny, classic comedy radio shows. Because laughter really is the best medicine, especially during these turbulent times. So today we bring you The Alan Young Show. Another one of my favorites, The Alan Young Show was a situation comedy that ran from 1944 to 1949, starting out as a summer replacement program on the NBC radio then moving to ABC Radio, and then back to NBC Radio for its final years. It was actually off the air in 1948 before resuming again for its final season. It starred Alan Young, the comedian, and Gene Gillespie and later Louise Erickson as his girlfriend Betty, as well as Jim Bacchus as Hubert Updike III, a role that he later modified into his TV role on Gilgan's Island as Thurston Howell III. The Alan Young Show moved to television as a variety sketch comedy show, running from 1950 to 1951, and for a few months in 1953. So sit back and relax for the February 13th, 1945 broadcast of The Alan Young Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is presented in cooperation with the drug, cosmetic, and allied industries by the Bristol-Myers Company on behalf of the Treasury's war bond campaign. Bristol-Myers, makers of Sal Hepatica for your smile of health and mum for your winning charm, present The Alan Young Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ken Delmar welcoming you to the Alan Young Show, featuring our singing star, Diane Courtney, the music of Peter Van Steeden, and starring Alan Young. Well, it's Tuesday night again. Time for another visit with Alan Young. I look forward to these calls at Alan's house because he's such a modest man. He needs so little. He wants so little. Come on, let's go in. Hello, Kenny. Three million dollars. Seven million dollars. Fourteen million dollars. Say, Kenny, what comes after fourteen million dollars? Morgenthau. <laughs> What's all this talk about money? Kenny, I'm going to be rolling in wealth. I'm going to build a house with 60 rooms and no bath. What's the idea? I'm going to be filthy rich. <laughs> well, I'll be so rich I'll walk past a cigarette butt without giving it a second glance. Well, I'm going to have four butlers. The first butler will bring me the sugar. Second will bring me butter. Third will bring me steak. What about the fourth butler? He'll hit me over the head every time I wake up. (laughs) 
Oh, yes, Alan, indeed. It's good to be rich. Yeah, yeah, you can spend February in the south, March in the east, April in the north. I'd prefer May in the west. (laughs) Well, Alan, this million dollars that you're talking about, how are you going to make it? I just bought two rabbits when I raised rabbits. Two rabbits? Mm. Well, look, Alan, in order to make a million dollars, you'll need a million rabbits. I'm willing to wait a couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just think of the possibilities. Why, if everybody in the country carried a rabbit's foot, do you realize what would happen? Sure, the rabbits would walk around on their hands. Well, Kenny, I'm going to specialize in fur coats, you see. Of course, to do this right, I'll have to change my name. It'll look great in lights. America's largest furrier, I.J. Rabbit. Well, uh, where did you get the idea, anyway? Right out of this magazine. Look at this ad here. Raise rabbits in your spare time. Read what a wealthy manufacturer, J. Boulderhead of Little Rock, Arkansas, says. Mm. For the past ten years, I averaged 75000 a year. I sent away for a couple of rabbits. Now they average 75000 a year. <laughs> See, Kenny, it's a wonderful business. Oh, excuse me. Uh, hello? This is Griffin to the post office calling. We got two rabbits here for Alan Young. It's $10 COD. Gee, my rabbits came in. Mr. Gribbins, how do they look? They're a little banged up. <laughs> how did that happen? We had trouble getting them through the canceling machine. <laughs> Uh, how about taking them out of here? I'm having trouble feeding them. Well, just give them some diced carrots. I did, and one of the rabbits almost blew up. Well, how did that happen? The dice were loaded. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Let's see. I'll have to borrow $10 for the COD. I'll need about $15 to build a house for them. Gee, making a million dollars is going to cost me money. <laughs> Where am I going to get the... Oh. Oh, oh, Kenny. Yeah? Would you like to sink some money in my business? Well, I'll invest ten cents. <laughs> Boy, are you a sinker. <laughs> all right, then I'll, I'll go to the bank. After all, now that I'm in business, I should associate with men of my own financial standing. <laughs> men of vision, spark, vitality. <laughs> oh, Oh, hello, Mr. Grimes. I'm on my way to the bank. I'm sorry I can't stick around and talk to you. I just found an onion in my pantry. Hmm? Thought I'd come over and borrow a couple of pounds of steak to put under it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm on my way to the bank. You see, I've got to... Yeah, my wife never believed in banks. You know, she used to hide all her money from me. Kept it in a corset. Well, how did you discover it? Oh, I pulled a few strings. <laughs> I'm on my way to the bank. My, uh, my wife was a well-dressed woman. Yeah. yeah, but she hated short dresses. Had a battleship tattooed on her knee. Oh, that's all. Yeah, people kept coming up to her and saying, "Lady, your ship is showing." <laughs> Well, I'm on my way to the bank. I, uh, I took my wife to the movies last night. Awful romantic. I nudged a little, kissed a little. Then I remembered we didn't have two seats together. <laughs> I'm on my way. Girl, uh, girl sitting next to me. Girl sitting next to me was a wave. Yeah. First time I ever got a whack from a wave. <laughs> Look, I really have to be hurrying. 
to a bank. My right? wife and I once had money in the bank. Yes. Yeah, it was a joint account. She spent all the money, and I wound up in a joint. <laughs> Look, I've got to go to the bank. I'm a fur business now. Oh, say, my wife keeps pestering me for a fur coat. Wants a skunk from the from the husband of the same name. <laughs> yeah, well, i got to be getting home now. I want to take my wife riding in my motorcycle. Oh, sidecar? No, thanks. I don't drink. So long, there. So long, there. Better hurry down to the bank and borrow some money. I'm going to get those two rabbits. Uh, hello? This is Gribbins at the post office. What are you going to do about those four rabbits? Four rabbits? I only had two. There is no such thing as two rabbits. <laughs> Kenny. Kenny, I'm leaving for the bank. In case I get any phone calls, have them all switched over there, will you? Yeah, who are you going to see at the bank? Well, I want to borrow $25. I guess I'd better go right to the top. I'll see the president of the bank. He ought to know a good investment when he hears about it. Yeah, well, Alan, when you talk investments to the president of any bank these days, he'll tell you about the finest investment anybody can make. You mean war bonds? You bet I do. Well, that's why I need to borrow the money. I just bought a bond. And just think what buying your one little bond will help to do. Your one little war bond. That money will go with other war bond money to furnish bullets and tanks and planes to the fighting Yanks. Medicine, clothes, food. Why, there isn't a more profitable investment you could make today than putting your money into victory. And victory we will have if all of us keep buying and holding on to our war bonds. There's still a hard fight ahead. The soldiers and sailors and marines are more than willing to see it through, but they must have the fighting equipment to back them up. And listen, the quicker they get it, the quicker they'll be back. So make sure that every extra dollar you have is going into war bonds. Get your employer to take money for bonds out of your pay every payday. The payroll savings plan is really the best and surest way, the fairest and easiest way for all of us to get every extra cent into war bonds. And when you get those war bonds, hold on to them. You'll never find a fighting man selling his gun for a useless luxury. Here is Peter Van Steeden and his orchestra to play Billy Marley. place I want. Executive officers. 14th vice president. 13th vice president. 12th vice president. 3rd vice president. 
<laughs> Manpower shortage. <laughs> Here we are, office of the president. I'll go right in. <clears throat> Uh, excuse me, are you the president? Uh, yes, but just a moment. My assistant wants me. Oh. Uh, yes, what is it, Watkins? Well, Mr. J.C. Higginbottom is a little short this week and would like to borrow about $17 million. Well, don't bother me about it. Take it out of the petty cash. <laughs> All right, son. Stick your eyes back in and state your business. <laughs> well, um, I'm Alan Young and I want to borrow $25. Oh, you mad, impetuous boy, you. Could I, could I get the 25 right away? Of course. How would you like it, heads or tails? <laughs> now, uh, before we make the loan, can you show me your collateral? I was... I'm sorry, it hasn't come back from the laundry yet. No, no, let me, let me put it this way. Can you produce a co-signer? What's a co-signer? A co-signer is a dope with a fountain pen. <laughs> now, of course, if you have a business, uh, we can make an investment. Uh -huh. Last month, we financed a shipbuilder who made 12,000 poop decks, but he had to quit. What happened? All pooped out. <laughs> well, I want the money to raise rabbits. Well, why don't you raise dogs? They're more intelligent. Why, I taught my little dog how to sit up and beg. Yeah, it's wonderful. It certainly is. Yesterday he took in seven dollars. <laughs> my mind is set on rabbits. Well, why don't you raise snapping turtles? There's something that's always in demand. I put a snapping turtle at the foot of my bed every night. Well, what's, uh, what's the idea of that? Well, I like a quick bite before I go to sleep. <laughs> well, it's too late for me to change. I've, I've got four rats already. I'll take it. Hello? This is Griffins of the post office. What are you going to do about those eight rabbits? Eight rabbits? I thought I only had four. Time. March is on. <laughs> well, now, Mr. Young, I'm, uh, I'm ready to lend you an ear. Well, I was sort of counting on $25. <laughs> oh, you see, I want to raise rabbits and make money. You make money? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Young, everybody in this town knows that you're nothing but a dope. I am not a dope. You are a dope. I am not a dope. You are a dope. All right, you talk me into it. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll make a final offer. You give me the money and I'll divide the rabbits with you 50-50. Oh, come, come, Young. This is no time to split hairs. <laughs> Now, look, I'm a very busy man. I don't care. I'm desperate. i got to have a place to put all these rabbits. Young, let me tell you something. You don't have the right business approach at all. I... I don't? No. No, I'll show you. You just step outside my office, knock on the door again, and I'll show you your mistake. Gee, you, you will? That's, that's swell of you. Knock again? I'm getting somewhere. This guy's a wonderful... Sort of... Hey. Hey. Hey, in there, open the door. What for? You said you'd show me my mistake. I am. Your mistake was in stepping outside. <laughs> well, fine thing. No money, no nothing. Sometimes I wish I was a rabbit. They take your wool, make it into yarn. They take the yarn, make it into sweaters. You know, you get next to some of the best people that way. <laughs> Whenever you feel blue, you can always drown your sores with a good drink of rabbit punch. <laughs> Gee, I've... <laughs> I wonder... I wonder what happens when a rabbit gets drunk. 
probably sees Frank Fay. Gee, somebody in one of these offices ought to have money. Here's the attorney for the bank. Maybe he can help me. Well, well, right through the door. Hello there. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a nice, uh, I say it's a nice day there, son. Oh. <laughs> Counselor Carton Branch, what's new? Nothing at all. Uh, come in, boy. Come into my office. Thanks. That's the door there. Yes. Sit down, boy. Sit yes. down. Yes. I'm very proud today. This is an anniversary. Yes. Ten years ago, I say, ten years ago, they tore down the house I was born in to make room for a vacant lot. <laughs> a lot, incidentally. Which is still standing today. The lot's still standing. Yeah. That's right. Look, I'm trying to borrow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, don't talk while I'm interrupting, son. <laughs> hey, uh, what's, uh, what's wrong with you anyway? You look worried, kind of. Cheeks are pale, especially around the face. <laughs> yes, I, I am worried, Counselor. How did you know? Why, that's my business, boy. Business boy, that is. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, what's bothering you? I can hear when help is needed. My ears are very sensitive to trouble. Very sensitive. I need $25. What did you say, boy? I said, I need $25 very badly. Will you lend it to me? Son, you're an old friend of mine, and I can't say no. So my answer is positively impossible. You see, boy, uh, pay attention now, son. You see, lending money makes enemies. Years ago, I lent $25 to a striptease dancer. She wouldn't pay me back. Well, what did you do? Had to slap a suit on her. (laughs) That's a joke, son. Yeah, I see. (laughs) But, Counselor, I I need the money. I'm going to the rabbit business. I I got eight rabbits already. (laughs) Hello? This is Gribbins in the post office. What are you going to do about those 16 rabbits? Well, you better do something about it. I'm getting nervous. Why? Well, they stand around all day and keep singing, Don't Fence Me In. <laughs> now, look, you better send some food over. Food? Yeah. They've even started to chew the magazines. They're eating me out of house and garden. Try to hold them, Mr. Grimmins. I'll be right down with some vegetables. Counselor Carton. Now, if it's vegetables you want, boy, go right down to Crotchmire's Market in the next block. Yeah, but I haven't got... Just down the stairs and turn right. Yeah, but I need... Just ask him for a nickel's worth of vegetables, but either they don't want in too many watermelons. (laughs) Goodbye, son. (laughs) Nice boy. He talks too much. (laughs) Oh, gee, there's that soupy Crotchmire. I'm scared of that manhunter. They say she has a charge account at the marriage license bureau. Mr. Adams, uh, what can I do for you? Yeah, well, your father always waits on me. Where is he? Poor Daddy. He had a terrible accident. Almost lost him in the briny deep. What happened? He fell into a barrel of dill pickles. <laughs> That's too bad. I'd like a head of lettuce. He left the entire business in my hands. But it uh, really needs two people to run a store like... Uh, a wife and husband. Are you interested in vegetables? <laughs> yeah, I'd like a head of lettuce. Uh, do, you, do you think I'm hard to look at? Oh, no, no. I, I've seen them harder looking than you. <laughs> I've been told that I'm the image of Roseland Russell. No, no, you mean Rosalind Russell. I hang around Roseland. <laughs> Look, all I want is a head of lettuce for my rabbits. 
How can you be so aloof? I'm starved for your affections. Garnish me with your kisses. Smother me with your embrace. Are you making love or ordering a hamburger? <laughs> but I have so much to offer. I, I have legs like Betty Graber. I, I have shoulders like Lana Turner. I, I have a form like Dorothy Lamour. Have you got a head like a lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, I, I cannot resist you. I'm, I'm going to hold your hand in mine. Oh. Now I'm going to squeeze it. <laughs> Chief. That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> why, why should we wait any longer? Come on, come on. Let's have a runaway marriage. Good, I'll start running now. <laughs> then, then you're not interested, huh? Well, I've already got a girl, Betty Cooper. i got a business, too. I'm raising rabbits. They're at the post office now, and I want you to send over all the vegetables they need. Well, how many rabbits have you got? i got 16. Hello? This is Gribbons at the post office. Yes? You have 32. Will you try for 64? <laughs> Eureka! I'm the rabbit king of America! Oh, hello, Alan. Where are you going? I'm over to Betty's house, Kenny. I'm going to borrow some money from her father. Oh, that's right. Those rabbits. Yeah. By the way, how is the fur business getting along? Oh, looking up, Kenny. Looking up. Well, looking up is good, but looking forward is more important. Looking forward, Kenny, to what? To the future, to the days when this war will be over. We're asked to buy war bonds now to help finance the tremendous flow of weapons and equipment going to our fighting men in every theater of war. That in itself should make us all want to buy all the war bonds we possibly can afford, and even some we can't afford. But then there's another angle. War bonds are a swell investment for the future because we can make money on them. For every $3 loaned to our government today, you will receive $4 when the bonds mature. That's the best way to plan for financial security for your old age, for your children's education, for the new home or car, or even the airplane you're going to buy after the war. The buying and holding of your war bonds will ensure a healthy, prosperous post-war America. But most of all, it's going to help get that fighting equipment to the guys who need it most. Take a look at tonight's paper. You'll see where they need it. In frozen foxholes on wet, bloody beachheads in a sky full of screaming akak fire. Gee, money is a small thing to give when you think of what the boys are giving. And remember, they don't get that $4 for every three deal. And now, here's our glamorous singing star, Diane Courtney, to sing Sweet Dreams, Sweetheart. Good night, sweet dreams. Tomorrow's another day. Till then, sweet dreams, sweetheart. Good night, sleep tight. I'll see Good night, 
Thanks for walking me over to my girl Betty's house. Her father's my last hope, you know. If he doesn't lend me the $25, I don't know what I'll do. Yeah, but I thought her father didn't like you. Oh, don't be silly. Why, every time I come to his house, he begs me to take a drink. Once he even got me as far as the medicine chest. <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll lend it to me when he finds out I'm going into the rabbit business. Yeah, well, so long, Alan, and good luck. Thanks, Kenny. Hope she's in. Hello, Betty. Glad you came. Thanks for sending me that beautiful Valentine poem. Did you make it up yourself? I copied it off a telephone booth. <laughs> so touching. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trafalgar six eight seven four two. <laughs> Say, Betty, is your father home? I have something very important to ask him. See, I'm planning to take on new responsibilities. Mr. Young, this is so sudden. Honestly, I won't need much. I know, Betty, but I'm, I'm thinking of the others. There'll be lots of little mouths to feed. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I'd love to take care of them. What color eyes do you think they'll have? Probably pink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll love them anyway. I'll take care of them from morning to night. No, Betty, I'm not going to have you spend your days in the cellar. <laughs> of course, in the summer, you just let them run around loose. They come back in the fall. <laughs> Mr. Young, how can you be so cruel? Well, the best authorities say they're healthier when they're way out in the open. That's what gives them those big bushy tails. <laughs> Mr. Young, what are you talking about? Rabbits. I'm going to raise rabbits. Rabbits? Yeah, I got 64. <laughs> I had to open my big mouth. <laughs> What's the matter? I got 128 rabbits. <laughs> 256 rabbits. Betty, this is serious. I could be arrested. What for? I'm in the numbers racket. <laughs> 512. I better answer it. Hello? Hello? That's the door, not the telephone. Answer oh. the door. Oh, hello, door. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm Mr. Grivens, formerly of the post office. <laughs> hello. I'm awfully sorry for all the trouble I caused you, Mr. Griffin. Oh, I had to take those rabbits home with me, and it's been horrible around the house. We had to live in the attic. Those rabbits were all over the place. They even got mixed up with my kids. Well, surely you could tell the difference. Sure, my kids are the ones with the long ears. <laughs> now, look. Look, Mr. Young. Mr. Young, I couldn't stand it any longer. I brought the rabbits with me. They're on the front lawn. They're on the front porch. They're all over the house. I don't want them. You can't have them. They're yours. Yours. I'm free, do you hear me? I'm free. Gosh, oh, look at those rabbits all over the lawn. What are you going to do without them? Betty, don't get excited. Just be calm, cool like me. <laughs> I'm not flustered. Oh, Mr. Young, I'm so proud of you. You have a brain in your head. Ah, get it out! <laughs> oh, well, it looks like I'm in the fur business, I guess. I better go outside and get a few skins. Betty, where's an axe? 
Oh, Mr. Young, please be careful. Oh, Betty, don't be so childish. I've, I've been in dangerous situations before. I'm hardened to it. Uh, once in Canada, my guide and I were in a tent playing two-handed rumble. Suddenly, a huge bear charged inside. I picked up a chair, and I let him have it. Mr. Young, what happened? We played three-handed rummy. <laughs> well, Betty, here I go. All right, rabbits. This is it, see? Hey, you. You with the buck teeth. <laughs> Come here. Now... I'll just take this axe and I'll raise it and I'll get it. Hey, come back here. And give me back that axe. <laughs> Stop to think of it. Why should I pick you for my victim? Let's do this fairly. This is a democracy, isn't it? Everybody line up. <laughs> Look, I, I got to dispose of some of you guys and we may as well face it. Now, are there any volunteers? <laughs> hmm? Thank you. I'll just lay him out in the block like this, and I take the axe and I raise it, and I... I... His eyes are so big. They're looking at me. I'll turn him over and hold onto his neck like this. Then I can raise the axe and I... I... His fur is so... so soft. Oh, what the heck? It's just a rabbit. <laughs> man. I, I can't go through with it. I can't do it. Look, I'm going to give you 400 rabbits a chance to escape, see? Now, I'm, I'm going to close my eyes and count to three. When I finish counting, I want all 400 of you to be gone. One, two, three. Now, look, you 800 rabbits. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm going to give you one more chance. One, two, three. Now, look, you can't do it. Friends, I'd like to, like all of you, to join me in honoring the Boy Scouts of America on their 35th birthday. You know, the pattern for lasting peace isn't new or startling. Scouts the world over have practiced it for two generations. We'd all to do well. We'd all do well to remember the Boy Scout Week slogan: "Scouts of the world, brothers together." Let's remember it, shall we, and try to live up to it. And so now, on behalf of Diane, Ken, Peter, myself, in fact, all of us. We want to thank you for being with us tonight. And don't forget the two products that make our Tuesdays together possible. Sal Hepatica for the smile of health and Mum for your winning charm. Sal Hepatica, Mum. Good night. I never get tired of those great classic comedy radio shows. And the Alan Young Show is one of my all-time favorites. I hope you enjoyed it. A reminder, as I mentioned in the last podcast, we are currently having a drawing that awards two old radio comedy podcast hooded sweatshirts to two lucky winners. All you have to do is send an email to oldradiocomedypodcast at gmail.com, put sweatshirt drawing in the subject line, and put your name, mailing address, and sweatshirt size in the body of the email. 
The deadline is midnight, January 15th. The two winners will be announced on the January 18th podcast. One entry per person. No information will be used for any purpose other than the delivery of the prizes to the winners. The sweatshirts are a $45 value. And who wouldn't want to be a walking advertisement for this podcast? So get those entries in. Well, that's it for today. Tune in next time for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks so much for listening.